basically what he was saying is congratulations to your sound engineer like the levels were brilliant on that oh these move up yeah, oh hold my dick all right so welcome to hey brew episode five yes it is uh, i'm elliot this is mike hello don't know why i did that i could have let no, you introduce yourself it. no please <laughs> Fantastic. take away my agency <laughs> it makes it sound like something way more sinister is going on yeah Maybe it is. I don't know. We'll see. It's a Tuesday. Well, this is unusual. If we ever do a BTS episode, then they'll find out. Yeah. It is. Sinister, that is. Not oh, Tuesday. I mean, it is like, Tuesday. Yeah, it's also. Tuesday. That's yeah. a, just a weird thing to add on there. Yeah. Just, well, he's right, people. Yeah. He mm. knows how days work. <laughs> uh, so uh, I was just kind of think, trying to think of anything funny to reply to that, but I had nothing. Yeah. Uh, so Mike, how's your week been? Well, it's Tuesday. Like, let's just go back a little further. How's yeah. your last week been um it's been all right i went over to christchurch um for the weekend which was a very quick and kind of rough trip um what did you actually go to christchurch for it was some uh frisbee selection stuff trying to make a national team oh how'd uh, it go for championships next year uh i won't know much for another month um it's a Mm. it's a long process um but that's infuriating but i'm feeling all right uh the flight leaving christchurch at 6 a.m on monday was not super great made monday feel like it went on forever did you fly in and work on monday i worked from home (laughs) but it's like leaving christchurch at six in the morning landing in melbourne at about eight and by the time i got home it was nine and then i was like there's no way i'm gonna go into the office at this point not in any effective way you can go in in spirit but in person but not in spirit i mean i wasn't all that effective i was pretty wiped out from that yeah no i that's fair we had a guy in our team who's just come back from a month in america mm. and he landed back on the thursday night and came in friday morning idiot well but he's on the opposite way so he was waking up at like 5 a.m oh like, yeah refreshed yeah. Uh-huh. which is brilliant but then he had a weekend where he had to move house wow so he's gone That's back fucked. he's reset to just being feeling like shit yeah he's, he's, he's had a tough one yeah but then to contrast, today is International Burger Day, I found out, just before lunchtime, so that's what I did for lunch. Whereas I found out after lunchtime, and I think we're going to have burgers again. You're, Do you, uh, sorry, you're, you're damn right. I tagged you in two things, and I noticed you replied to the burger one. Did you see my second one that I tagged you It was you about in? the cheeseburger spring rolls? Yes, which is yeah. a, a, like a podcast joke. Oh, shit. Sorry. Uh, I just remembered. So I was going to say it's a podcast like throwback, good callback to a previous episode, but... So I must remember to bring them next time. But do you remember on one of the earlier podcasts, or maybe it was even when we were editing, I spoke about gentleman's relish and then I drunk-ish ordered some online? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was during a recording. Okay, sweet. Or Well, I definitely no, ordered them during edit, but I don't know if I spoke about them on air. Yeah, maybe you did. I, I, I have a vague memory, but I can't remember what context it was in. Fair enough. Well, I've bought Gentleman's Relish. It's arrived, okay. and I've eaten half of it already. So I'm going to bring it. The whole the whole point was that you were going to make me eat it. Yeah, on, I brought, I brought two. It's I fine. Think, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm going to bring it next time make you eat it. Okay. It's like, going to be something. Even if it's not relevant to whatever I speak about. I assume it won't be. No. It's, this is more just a payoff to a very long, long-term joke. <laughs> that we can't remember if it was actually in an episode. No. And also, I, so I bought it from one of those online like British sweets mm. shops, which don't just sell sweets. I'd be mad. Mm. But um, it ended up they were like minimum order, not that much, more than that. Oh no! What did you do? I spent fifty dollars on this stuff. What else did you? I just bought two oh, of them. Just wow! I just bought That's lots expensive. of gentleman's relish. Yeah. That's wow. 
I hope you hate it, because that'll be a rubbish payoff if not. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yes, we will. Um, one thing I don't hate, Mike, is mm. beer. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look, I, I feel like I just went to heaven. Uh, I'm going to say you nailed it. Thanks. Based on the delivery. You absolute sweetheart. Yeah. Um, okay, so today... We're going to be talking about, and I've tried to keep this, a, a new element I decided to add this week for some reason, which yep. was it's to make it secret what we're going to be talking about, yep. because Mike doesn't know, and I brought a story in, yeah, as and per I brought usual. a beer in. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. Which is ridiculous thinking about it, because we have a planning doc with all of the ideas we have in there. Yeah. I just doesn't know which one I've chosen, but prepare yourself for some rustling. Uh, oh, I thought you meant wrestling, and you were just saying it funny. Some wrestling. Yeah. Russell away. If we're going to talk about wrestling, are we going to be able to get Cody Rhodes thing into it at all? Uh, we're going to have to talk about that later. That's not fair I don't remember what you're talking about. That video I sent you of the guys. <laughs> oh, that phrasing. Mm, not yep. into the podcast, but into regular yep. rotation. Uh, yeah. Yep. I don't think we can get it in the podcast. No. <laughs> so we can get it in the podcast. Two massive big bags of cans for the lads. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a, oh, that's a good pull. Thank you. <laughs> Today, we're going to be drinking all the way from the UK. Oh, wow. Uh, in Suffolk, to be specific. We're going to be drinking Adnum's Ghost Ship. And I really... Can you just take this one off me? I'm just kind of holding yeah. it oh, at yeah. your head height. There. Yeah, I wasn't... I thought you were just presenting it to me. A little bit, but I was hoping you'd take it. Yeah. It is a citrus pale ale. All um, right. Hauntingly good beer. Mm. Bold citrus flavors from citra hops inspired by the tales of old smuggling ships along the Suffolk coast. It's hauntingly good pale ale full of citrus and biscuit aromas with a spookily hoppy bite. Yeah, I was just reading that. That uh, sounds fascinating. Yeah, I'm super excited on a number of different levels. One, because I have seen this beer in Dan Murphy since I moved to Australia oh, really? and been like, that's Adnams. Adnams is good beer. Yeah. And I've never bought it. Yeah. To put that into perspective, this is year six. In the country. Oh, wow. Don't know why I've been fine about that, to be honest. But I also love British beer, as really? you can probably guess by the stupid accent. But British beer is quite... And if this is typical of other Adam stuff, really, it's quite different to... Yeah, I was going to say, like, I've, I had some beer in England while I was there, and maybe I wasn't hitting, like, craft beer, but... But it's like the hand-pumped local stuff. Yeah, and it, it was like... It's a completely different experience, yeah. isn't it? I'm trying to think of how to describe it. Like, it's... Uh, how would you describe it? You've, you've Let's seen get the sides. early bit out of the way. It is warm. It's not warm, but yeah, it's warmer. Yeah, but, but I'm meaning more in terms of like the style and the flavor because it's been that long that I can't really recall so, it. So they're, they're served warmer. They are um, usually pulled by hand, which means they're forced through by air rather than being heavily carbonated. Mm. So they're not fizzy. Yeah. They're usually a bit heavier and they're usually not quite as like big in your face, hoppy flavors and yeah, stuff. They're a was, bit more like was, mild. and that, That's all I could think of is like they're not big and bold flavors but i couldn't think of anything more specific no i think they're very easy drinking though yeah yeah i'd say um, that again it does have a bit of a it is a bit um heavier but and yeah. there's this whole like divides over whether or not you have head on your beer and that determines like which part of the country you're from i'm so proud of you right now yeah i can't even tell you I, I went to like this tiny brewery for a tour and they told us that and showed us the little the sparkler i think it's called yes. the little tip That's that exactly you put on the end called. of the um, the, where the did, which brewery did you go to? Oh, I could not tell you off the top of which my head right now. part of the country were you in? I uh, could not tell you from the top of my head right it now. It was near Boston? No. Lincolnshire? Uh, yeah, around there. Mm. 
Yeah. I don't even know. Lee yeah, Chibnall's yeah, I can't remember. Okay, so I'm going to be talking today about ghost ships because it's called Adnam's Ghost Ship. Right. You look terrified. Well, I just, Are you scared of ghosts? I, no, I, I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm like thinking through all the possibilities of where tonight is going to take us. You made that sound sexy. Uh, that's one way of looking at what I said. Are you concerned about the about TMC? Uh, yep. Good. Yep. <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm always concerned about TMC. Okay. Let's crack into this. Yeah, too many cans. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, yeah. It'll probably be a little on the fishy side. You want to get it open in one, not like mm. you want to get it all the way open and get it and get it <laughs> yeah, in no, the glass. I've, I've uh, had a mistake here. You've had an absolute mare. <laughs> oh, no. I'm dripping. As a human. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh. We've all had mares. Maybe I shouldn't have been doing handbrake turns on the way over in my car. <laughs> yeah. It's in the boot like a... These cans are agitated. Mm, just like you. Um, I mean, a little bit. I made a mess. Do, do, do we want to... Like, is there any tissues nearby or cloth? No. Just, just go get it. I'll edit out there. Okay. Hang tight, dear listener. Yeah, it's not like we have limited recording time. <laughs> yeah, in the grand scheme of the universe, we can't record forever. I mean, I was going to say, we've got shit to do, like eat and edit, but more importantly, the heat death of the universe. <laughs> it's a real concern, I tell you. Some days it feels like it's so much closer than others. Oh, tell me about my 3am existential dread. And we're back and all clean. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, leave all of that in. Yeah, um, well, there's a lot of dead air. <laughs> And me, like, yelling off mic at you. Yeah, me just yelling off mic mm. at the room. I just, like, instinctively went to drink the beer because it's sitting in front of me, but that's not the point of what we do here. No, you're, you're allowed to. I mean, like... Well, well no, but yeah. there's a ceremony. There is. There there's is a, a whole thing. There's a process. Yeah. Okay. So mine... I've... I pride myself on being quite a good beer drinker. And what I've done here is created something which appears to need a flake, which is, <laughs> uh, like... I don't know if that's... Is that a joke in other countries? In the UK, what? if you say you've got too much head on your beer, do you want a flake in it? Because it was like an ice cream. Yeah, yeah. No, I kind of, I kind of got that. What are you doing? I'm oh. taking a photo for, ooh, the socials. Uh, this, this should have come early. The socials. Should we save for the end. Yeah, maybe. All right, save for the end. And then I'll, 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 I mean, I'll contain my be a surprise. I'll contain my rage at you saying the socials. Tell me about the beer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Should we try it? Yeah. Okay. Just quickly first. It's a very light. It's quite a nice light colored beer. It's got yeah. a real like ambery color. Yeah. Nice like golden brown sort yeah. of thing going on there. It's pretty. Very clear. No carbonation considering what just happened when we opened it. Yeah. I mean, we got that all out in the head. Yeah. Very still beer. All mm. right. Oh. Yeah. Look, if you if you told me that's an English beer, I would have told you you're wrong. Really? Well, from what my experience of English I think beers. That's, I, t- I was about to say that's a very English beer. Really? Yeah. Flavor-wise, okay. flavor profile, it's a little bit more um, hoppy than I more traditionally yeah, used to. Yeah, well, that, that's just not been my experience of English yeah. beer. Well, I think, I think when I went back last time, which was first time in ages, mm. it was certainly, there'd certainly been like certain leaps forward in like hoppiness and fruitiness right. of beers. But in terms of the temperature, that mm. bitterness at the end, mm. and the um, lack of, entire lack of carbonation, yeah. it's very British. Yeah. Okay, so... Do you want to have a crack at describing it first for the for the yeah, audience? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Like it, 
what do they describe it as a uh, citrus pale ale um yep. yeah it's it's not like the citrus isn't as strong as something like a new england ipa no like um, a couple of the ones we've had on here definite uh definitely fits in the pale ale category like it's it's got those those hot flavors that little bit of bitterness at the end that you mentioned but mm-hmm. it, I'd, I'd definitely describe it as like fresh like it, it feels light and yeah it's not too heavy i think yeah it is a little fruity but not so much that you're like thinking that they jammed a bunch of oranges in here or something crazy mm. yeah I'd, I'd absolutely agree with that let's have a little sip hang on hmm. so there's is a little bit of biscuity and stuff like that the malt's coming through just a little beginning. yeah yeah it's not too it's not you're not getting like a real dark flavor, like a bitter or anything like that. No, but it's nice and sort of. I think it's quite refreshing. Yeah, and I think it could have done with being maybe a little colder. Um, yeah, but I mean, you just got these on the way here, right? Well, I got it out of the fridge at Dan's, but it's the open fridge. Yeah, and they were in my car, and the car was nice and cozy. Yeah, uh, winter has finally arrived in Melbourne. Oh boy! I, has I, it? I, well, well, autumn. The end of has autumn has definitely in. passed. I don't know because okay, so for context, the last couple of weeks have been like twenty-two which yeah. was autumn apparently in Melbourne and everyone yeah, was yeah. like, well, yeah, it's cold. Today it's been like 16 and everyone's like, Maybe. God, it's freezing. Yeah, uh, This for me is quite a pleasant autumn. Back home mm. where it's summer, mm. it's 14 degrees today and pissing it down. Yeah. So this beer feels be very appropriate. Yeah. yeah. It's a very summer beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other good, good thing about this is that it comes in 440 mil cans. That's a big can. Yeah. That's the standard can size in the UK. Yeah. And four and a half percent, so you can yeah, it's have decent that without being too um, uh, wrecked. I, I do really shipwrecked. Uh, Sorry, I was just I was just going to say I really like the artwork on this too. Yeah, I'm um, I'm a really big fan of that. Adams do some good. Uh, all their beers, and for my correct, are nautical themed. Oh, really? They'll have nautical names. Which okay, is cool. I kind of want to look into those a bit more. You absolutely should. They're great. I drank yeah. a load of them once on a sailing holiday, and I done the uh, um, Norfolk canal system well with a couple of friends of mine on his boat and if anyone's into the if anyone's into geography nicholas crane who used to be and potentially still is head of the royal society of geographers mm-hmm. is his uncle i went on his boat as well it was very nice wow it's really a small boat it's not like a millionaire yacht thing it's mm. still a canal boat type thing but it's cool mm. we went camping and sailing and drinking yeah and I made some motions there to demonstrate what else we did that I don't necessarily want to admit on air because my mum listens. Ah. Actually, she knows. I'm, uh, it wasn't like hardcore eroticism, for the record. That wasn't, <laughs> but, well, they can't see me, so I want to make sure that what they think I'm miming wasn't something like... Just leave it to their imagination. <laughs> and now, before you move on, I want to mention that I'm not going to tell you why, but I own the domain boat.technology. <laughs> One of Mike's hobbies is buying domains. Hmm. I don't even know as like investments, but just sometimes I just do it because I think they're funny. Yeah, yeah. I I have Jeffcott.pizza, and I'm really proud of that one. I, I, I've got to say that's actually uh, I really like that because it's very memorable when I have to email you shit. Yeah, mm, big fan. Yeah. Now ghost ships. Now big fan. It's a big can. Yes. <clears throat> big bag yeah. of big cans for the lads. Yeah. If anyone's not aware what that is, I'm not even going to bother to explain it. But let's talk. <laughs> Ghost ships. I almost moved the mic there. That's really just bad Yeah, that'd be bad noises. Yeah. Okay. So, we're talking about ghost ships today. And yes, we are. there are different kinds of, uh, I guess there are different definitions of what a ghost ship is. Mm-hmm. Um, and a part of that is born out of the fact that sailors love slang, amongst other things. Okay. Um, and like nautical terminology and stuff yep. like that. So, there's 
There's a, a decommissioned ship which hasn't yet been scrapped, so it's you know been mothballed but hasn't got quite around to taking apart yet. Right, That's so it's just like sitting in a dry dock somewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, there are loose ships which have broken their mooring and, and are floating around on their own. Wow. That's also known as a ghost ship, which yeah. is quite cool. I also think known as Ghost Ride the Whip. Ghost Ride the Ship. Yeah. We're not calling them that. No. <laughs> um, a derelict ship with its crew missing. That's a ghost ship. So, so what, it's just like destroyed somewhere or like abandoned and like yeah. hung up on rocks or anything okay and then of course the most exciting one ghost ships like a ghostly vessel yeah yeah cool a phantom vessel if you will mm. i'm obviously going to be focusing largely on the last two because the first two are incredibly dull yeah i was gonna say yeah, if i just tell a story <laughs> of like decommissioned ships which are yet to be scrapped yeah unless you're really into boats yeah well i'll just get out the whiskey we'll put ourselves to sleep right now yeah no, well, rum, surely. I uh, don't actually have any. Mm, me neither. <laughs> I mean, partly because this is your house. Yeah. Mm. So, legends of ghost ships have been reported for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. uh, as you can imagine. And in all parts of the world. And I've, as I looked over there at my notes, I thought it said all ports of the world. And I thought I'd inadvertently made a wicked pun. Yeah. And by wicked, I mean terrible. Yes. Yeah. As all puns are. How fucking dare you? But that's why they're good. Oh, okay, good. There's no such thing as a... Good pun. There's a bad pun, and that's why it's good. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I thought we were about to punch on then. Just keep going. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 um, legends of ghost ships became quite prevalent during the 17 and 1800s, uh, which was a great seafaring era. You know, it was mm. when people were doing around the world and like long distance voyages and on, mm-hmm. on cruises for a very long time, etc. Cruises, not in the sense that they were on a, uh, yep. Yep. Okay. P&O. <laughs> Although that company probably existed then. Yeah, probably. Mm. Uh, and sailors obviously have, as well as their love for slang, which I've decided, um, have a reputation for being quite superstitious folks. Yeah, well, that that's where I thought a lot of this was going to have come from. Also would have thought just because like the way people communicated information around the world at the time was probably not all that reliable. It's probably like a, a game of telephone type of thing where someone hears something and it changes slightly on the next retelling. And yeah, absolutely. Suddenly something like this is a big thing. Yeah, and I think um, especially like it's, it's it's that fisherman's tale of exaggeration, mm. you know, yeah. to keep the nautical theme up. Yeah. Uh, but you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, I will slightly touch on that in a minute, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, sort of. Uh, but there, so obviously, yeah, these stories of ghost ships sort of did travel quite a bit and there's... People that there's not only like quote unquote reputable accounts where mm-hmm. people said they saw these things, but also massively, massively taken up in fiction. Yeah. I mean, if you look at things that we know in the modern era, things like um, Pirates of the Caribbean. That's where I first thought of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and if you're a nerd. Um, <laughs> what do you mean if? <clears throat> good point. Very well made. Nicholas Pope's The Return of the Obra Dinn. Yeah, I, oh shit, I just played that. Um, so apparently a brilliant video game. Yeah. Yeah, so just oh, boy. very quick uh, context Have you played of it? that. No, I oh, know. Oh, you I've, should, you'd I, love it. I really need to. Yeah. Um, so that is about a an insurance adjuster yep. um, who uh, is asked to come in and work out what happened on a ship with 60 dead people on it, the yeah. crew. Yeah. And he has a kind of one of those like magical watch thing which shows him what happened at the very moment of death is that correct yeah it's it's kind of like um yeah you're basically walking around with a compass and you you come across like a dead body and it it seems like this is never actually like described in the game but the way it's portrayed is as if the compass 
is showing you a window into the moments leading up to that person's death. Yeah. And then the more of those you do, you see the other people in those scenes and that opens up their death scenes. And it creates like a wider picture. Yeah. And you've got like this notepad that your, that your character is basically filling in with the details from these visions. And you start to build up like this map of the ship with these lines of causality showing like where all the different deaths happen and where the characters moved around. And, it's fucking fascinating. It sounds wild. And yeah. also it's presented in like uh in, in this weird dot matrix kind of yeah. style. So it looks yeah, like yeah, yeah. it looks like old like nineteen ninety two, like handheld tiger game type yeah, things. But it also has graphic options for you to switch the filter so it looks like different old computer models. So it's yeah. like you switch between Macintosh or IBM and like all of these old machines. That is a level of detail which ninety nine percent of people aren't gonna understand to look at. And also so fucking nerdy yeah which i'm quite into but yeah. also a little bit like uh. yeah <laughs> but uh, he's the guy that did papers please isn't he yes which is a uh oh what's what i'm looking for bureaucratic mm-hmm. um immigration official simulator yeah which sounds crap but it's brilliant yeah it's got some interesting messages but yes yeah, return of the Oberdin is a fascinating uh fascinating game yeah, it sounds banging. One lot applaud it. All right, so on top of that, we have classic things like uh, Ghost Ship is featured in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Is it? Yep. Um, Samuel Taylor Coldridge's The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Oh, yeah. Um, also known as Iron Maiden's Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Yeah. Which is like a nine-minute heavy metal song, which I think just uses the poem as lyrics. Well, he uses some of them because yeah. the poem is long as shit. Yeah. It's <laughs> the longest poem he wrote. I heard it's the longest poem he wrote in English, which I'm like, right. that's quite a statement. Yeah. Um, but that's a story of a guy coming back from a cursed voyage, basically, and then telling mm-hmm. somebody the tale, which I thought that's where I dipped back into that, like, it's a game of telephone, like, you know, mm. he's telling like it as he saw tribute. it. Yes, if I didn't <laughs> hate Tenacious D. I don't know if I hate Samuel Taylor Coldridge, but I mean, what I only know of this because there was, ah, uh, this is, I was thinking about this the other day, growing up reading and growing up being a nerd, you're exposed to the weird bits of culture that you don't realize. So I mm. know of Samuel Taylor Coldridge, Rami Ancient Mariner, because of a flavor text on a Magic the Gathering card. Wow. Which was, uh, non spake, nor groaned, nor moved their eyes. It was strange, even in a dream, to see those dead men rise. And it was about, wow. It was like some zombie sailor. That is like melted into your brain. Yes. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just another one of those things where you pick it up when you're a nerd. Yep. And you've got nothing better to do than read. Yeah, true. It's terrible at football. Anyway, <laughs> um, and then um, a very famous one, which is Arthur Conan Doyle's J. Habakkuk Jefferson's statement. Oh, yeah. That's a mouthful. Yeah. And that's actually about a ship called the Mary Celeste, which I will okay. come back to you later. But I've got three stories of ghost ships for you as a result. Mm. Okay. The first one, I think, um, I think I wanted to do this one first because it's the only ship that I've come across, which sounds like a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is the ship known as Young Teaser. Damn. And yeah. Teaser is spelled T-E-A. Z-E-R. How is Young spelled? <laughs> Not Y-U-N-G. Damn it. Not even J-U-N-G, like Carl Young. Man, that would have been amazing. That would have been mad. But this is a ship from like 17... The late 1700s. Yeah, way ahead of the rap game. Yeah. Oh, a, a, a early 1800s, excuse me. But yeah, yeah, way ahead of the rap what, game. What was like the 1800s version of Xanax? 
uh, heroin. Yeah, probably well, just like straight <laughs> opium. I yeah. don't know. When did Hemlock. opium happen? Um, <laughs> but the other thing is, like when you have a rapper like Lil Bow Wow mm. was kind of a successor to Bow Wow. Yeah. Young Teaser was the successorship to Teaser. I, I try, I'm still trying to decide if Teaser or the Young Variant is a good name for a boat. I don't know why it's spelled with a Z. Well, I don't know yeah. why it's called Teaser. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it, it was a privateering ship in the American Navy during 1812, during the War of 1812. Did they just sail past ports and heckle them? Like, what are we talking about? No, they drive by. Well, sail by. Yeah. Um, but it was a, a privateering ship is basically a privately owned pirate ship. Um, they're yeah. paid by governments to harass other governments and do piratey things semi-legally. They're paid to harass and it's called the teaser. Things are falling into place. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, and it was owned by a man um, named Samuel Adams. Wait, sh- surely not. Not that Samuel Adams. Damn. Who it turns out is also not that Samuel Adams the brewer. So there's okay. a famous Samuel Adams. Look, I mean, a- Samuel Adams is a pretty white name. It's probably occurred many times throughout history. I mean, that actually didn't occur to me when I looked through Wikipedia at all the people <laughs> named Samuel Adams. Yeah, I just the, didn't the, think the about the disambiguation fact. page is just like 20 white dudes. It was very long. I didn't consider the fact that it's just two <laughs> very, very common names. Yeah. But there's obviously a famous beer called Samuel Adams, yeah. which I don't really like that much, to be perfectly honest with you. It's just a standard yeah. sort of American beer, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Didn't they just merge with Dogfish Head? Yes. Yeah. Mad. It's caused a lot of upset, apparently. People are really whingy about it. Yeah. I don't really give too much of a fuck. Beer nerds known to whinge. Go on. Nerds known to win. Well, yeah. Fucking yeah. hell. Let's not open that door. Mm. We, we, don't give out an email address. Nope. Um, and yeah, so there was a Samuel Adams, a brewer. There's a Samuel Adams, a famous politician in America during okay. the independence movement. And Is that then, what the beer is named after? No, different people. He's actually just a brewer. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then there's this Samuel Adams, also unrelated. Right. So much so he doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. I was very disappointed. Wow. I thought it was, you know, like in everything's episode, on Wikipedia. Yeah. What no, are you doing? Very annoyed. Yeah. But you know how, like, everything, you know how, like, earlier in one of the episodes, we got, like, triple back to back beer references in with something? Well, I mean? did because I wrote it. Oh. It's about squids, probably. Oh, okay. Or maybe it's about Axemen. Yeah. Who knows? Who cares? Listen back to ever- earlier episodes and let us know. <laughs> I'll have to. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you listen to in the car? Anyway. All right. So, the young T. Te- sorry. <clears throat> I want to call it like the young teaser or something, but that's fat. Sounds like you're trying to do like a dance hall voice. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll, I'll run with that. Anyway, the young teaser. Fuck's sake. All right, listen. So, young teaser. I, I am so not even remotely into this first story yet. It was equipped with five guns and three fake wooden guns. What? That was Wait. noted as part of its payload. But. Hang on. Which I assume were there to scare people, but five is not yeah. a lot of you know, guns. You know what actually scares people? Real fucking guns. Well, the thing is, even if you're far away and you see a ship with like five guns, yeah, it's like, that's not that many guns on a ship. Well, no. And then well, if you see a ship with eight guns, you're not like, oh my God, he's got three more. If I like, saw you might as well just put three more guns on there. Yeah, that. But if I saw five guns on a dinghy, I'd lose my mind. The Somalian pirates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so these wooden guns, hilariously, are also called Quaker guns, which I find very funny. Oh, man. <laughs> nerds. <laughs> Fucking God nerds. I've got a lot swearier this episode. It's got out of hand. Anyway, <clears throat> so um, the young teaser only had two cruises in its um, career as a privateering vessel. Uh-huh. So the first one, they captured a British ship. Quite a quite an important one, apparently. Yeah. Um, one for one. Yeah. So not bad. Yeah. 
Second cruise was their last. Oh. Yeah. But much lengthier because mm-hmm. literally the first one was one bullet point. The second one is all of the rest of them. So <laughs> How many have you got? 27. No, I'm joking. No. <laughs> um, so the second cruise, they captured three British ships. Okay. And then while they were running from another one, they sailed into Halifax Harbor and then they raised the British flag on their own ship. Okay. Which the people of Halifax Harbor and the British ships fell for. Oh. And we were like, oh, oh, they're British. And oh, they're British, eh? And then they escaped. Oh, my God. Just, just fucking dumb. Wow. So uh, during their escape, they, ran, in, they ran into... So, you know, I mentioned that five, five guns is not a lot of guns. Yeah. They ran into the 74-gun HMS Hogue. 74. That's why, like, I was like, why bother to make it like you've got three more? Yeah, just have eight real ones. Yeah. That's or just least... five and just be like, we've only got well, five. Because yeah. when it's also firing only five, they're going to be like, that's me pulling a face. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> there we go. Pull a face harder, it might make a noise. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I strained something. Um, so the 74-gun Hogue ran, uh, forced Young Teaser into Halifax Harbor again. Yep. I can't not think of this as a SoundCloud rapper. You've ruined that for me. Where Young Teaser then escaped. Uh-huh. Again from Halifax Harbor. Wow. Yeah. Um, Nova Scotia's got a lot to answer for. <laughs> so eventually, the HMS Orpheus, which I believe was another 74-gun ship, chased down Young Teaser and then lost it. Lost her. I'm going to be referring to it as her because that's how you do ships. And I was, yeah, I don't understand why, but anyway. That's what the website was doing. Uh, And lost her near Mahone Bay due to, quote, light winds, end quote. Hang on. It's a sailboat, right? Yeah, yeah. You'd think that'd be beneficial? Yeah, like light winds are probably not enough just to get anywhere. Yeah. Maybe they used some of their three wooden guns to paddle. (laughs) Just chopped them up and made them into oars. Yeah. Um, Which was then followed by, check this out, an 18-hour chase by the HMS Hogue. You would have to have like nap periods. And yeah, that. I mean, assuming that like they had enough, they're certainly for guns. They probably got quite a lot of staff, staff, seamen, crewmen, seamen, crew. And they would probably seamen. They would probably just rotate. Yeah. Okay. Rotate the seamen, and um, yeah. So there's 18 hour chase. <laughs> you um, just say that when they trapped young teaser between the Orpheus and the Hogue, and promptly shot the living shit out of it with their combined <laughs> yeah. 148 guns. Yeah, that'll do it. Which is specifically 140 and three more than the young <laughs> teaser had. Um, wow. Who knows how many of the 74 were wooden? Seemingly none because we were the British and we knew what we were doing. <laughs> you know how to build boats that kill motherfuckers. Yeah, we kind of won that war of 1812, yeah. but only thanks to the Canadians. They burnt down the White House, and if you ever ask a Canadian anything about America, they'll tell you that almost first. Yeah. It's their only thing. That, and they are Canada's Mexico. They, that's my saying. <laughs> God damn you. That does make America Mexico's Canada. Yeah. Hmm. Nobody wins there. No. <laughs> um, so uh, they shot the bollocks off it. And uh, <laughs> this is my favorite bit. So aboard the, te- aboard the young teaser, mm-hmm. the captain Dobson was discussing plans um, to defend the ship with his crew. Uh, his re- crew at this point had been reduced to 38 men because the, what they'd done is when they capture British ships, they call them prize crews. Mm-hmm. So they take that prize and they take some of the crew on the ship and they sail that ship away to 
another port. Yeah, I mean, that thing's not going to sail itself. Yeah, it's a prize ship. Yeah. So they'd sent quite a lot of their crew away as prize crews in captured vessels. Mm-hmm. And um, they were used to 38 men. So it was just Captain Dobson's on board discussing this, like, plan to defend the ship. Mm-hmm. 74 guns firing overhead. Mm-hmm. And Lieutenant Johnson, who is the second in command, and a British deserter who was, quote, known for his erratic behavior <laughs> okay. on previous cruises, argued with Dobson and then disappeared below deck, at right. which point the schooner blew up. Oh, no. Which I think calling that erratic behavior is probably... Um, it's less than ideal, I'll give you that. Well, I mean, yeah, I absolutely agree with that, but erratic behavior is probably undercutting how sort of dangerous that is. Yeah. It's like erratic is if he just sort of like screamed and jumped oh, overboard the forks are where the spoons are supposed to be like that's a bit erratic yeah i mean that's di- like oh, i'm a bit disorganized oh, yeah. like, oh i mean a tizzy oh whoops i blew up the only thing keeping us alive in the ocean yeah he was basically shitting himself that he might be hung as a deserter so he went below deck and set fire to the powder magazine wow yeah which you know what a way to go though yeah um so the story of the young teaser inspired by the way loads of people survived okay like they were all horrendously mangled and burned. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Kind of a bit rough. Yeah. Um, so the story of the young teaser inspired one of the best known ghost ship stories in Atlantic Canada. Okay. Only Atlantic Canada. Yeah, I was going to say it's a real local reference. Isn't it? Um, it's the so-called teaser light. Excuse uh, me, this beer's making me hiccup. Yeah. Um, and the folklore states that a fiery glow or flaming ship can be regularly seen in the bay near the site of the explosion, right. especially on the anniversary of its sinking. Of course. Which is, that's pretty cool though. You look out to sea and you see like, flame ship. Yeah. Which is actually probably not how the ship wants to be remembered. That's, uh, that's the upcoming sequel to Nicolas Cage's Ghost Rider. It's flame, flame ship. Flame ship. Ghost Rider was stolen from another comics thing and it was a cowboy. Wow. I read that this week. Okay. I haven't seen the movie for what it's worth. I mean, it was a thing before the movie. Well, yeah, and that I'm not familiar with either. Also, I've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, on the anniversary of sinking, you see this this flaming ship or, 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 or fiery glow. And uh, many have reported seeing this flaming ship head right for them, like full steam ahead for them. Yeah. Um, terrified that it was about to run them down, only for it to vanish at the last second, which wow. is pretty fucking metal. Yeah. And so you also hear that they claim to hear the tortured screams of men on board because it comes so close to the beach when they see it. Yeah, okay. So I'm, I'm into this in a big way. Yeah, hella. Like, this is this is a metal story. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the end of it, unfortunately. So just as it piqued your interest. Damn it. it that's what we call the uh, young teaser. Yeah, okay. So it's, Boom. it has actually Boom. Earned, it's earned that moniker. Boom. That's the, right also the, the noise of the ship blowing up. Boom. Yep. Yes. I've just realized something is that I was going to, I mentioned the Mary Celeste earlier. It wasn't the Mary Celeste thing we were talking about. Oh. And it wasn't, that wasn't what the Conan Doyle book was about. That was about the Flying Dutchman. Which ah, I'm now. Hooray. That I have heard of. So the Flying Dutchman, you will probably know from um, quite a bit of SpongeBob. Let's going to say literature. Uh-huh. Um, and it is also in <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean 2. Yes. Yep. And it's, it's kept in by Bill Nye. Well, not David Jones. Not but really. I mean, but, but Bill Nye. Yeah. Captain Bill Knight to you. Yes. Anyway, so uh, the Flying Dutchman is a doomed ship which can never make port. It must sail the seven seas, and for some reason this was in all caps, forever! Of course that's in, yeah, 
Why else would you not capitalize that? Well, I mean, like, I think forever's enough of a word that, you know, it's it's quite... Look, I wouldn't have capitalized it. Yeah. I feel like it's, I think that's classless. Yeah, well. Anyway. You made the point of pointing it out, so fuck you. Well, it just amused me, okay. to be honest. Um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that most of my research comes from Wikipedia. Yeah, but you can see the sources. Yeah. What I think you'll like about this is it's going to become quite evident quite soon that it comes from Wikipedia. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll point out, though, like the amount of citation you have to do and the amount of editing that happens on Wikipedia, it's not an invaluable resource because it's... I 100 agree. <laughs> 100% agree with you. 99.9% of the time. Oh, yeah, there's some garbage on there. Don't get, yeah. it, don't get it wrong. I mean, the, for example, the the, cap, the forever capitalized was on Wikipedia, and that just fell out of character. Yeah. But legend... Unless uh, it was in quote marks with a citation no, no, reference. No, no, Okay. So yeah. legend attributes the ship to being a Dutch East India Company ship. Okay. Also known as the VOC, which I'll be referring to it from now on. Um, Wait, VOC? It's in Dutch. It's oh, called right. like the Vorstenhagen Company something. Right. Look, is it? If you read Dutch out <laughs> in a Dutch accent, it just sounds like you're speaking English in a Dutch accent. Okay, I don't have it in front of me in Dutch, unfortunately. Yeah, that's fine. But the VOC. This is trying to put you in a hot spot. No, it's Dutch. Yeah. Don't have any Dutch listeners? Not yet. Any listeners. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All true. Right. So, remember what I said about Wikipedia? Yeah. And the accuracy. Yeah. So, if hailed by another ship, the crew of the Flying Dutchman will hail back, mm-hmm. and in ocean law. The site of this phantom ship is a portent of parties and raves. Wow. That's the bit that I, uh, on Wikipedia last what, night. Okay, so like, what sort of time frame are we talking in terms of years? 1800s. Yeah, an 1800s rave. Yeah. What so, is that? No, no. I think this is just a Wikipedia thing that someone thought that'd be very funny. Oh, they just snuck it in? Yes. <laughs> so, so last night when I was... When I was I love how you just took that as red. That was even better. Because when I was searching last night, I pissed myself laughing for a good solid five minutes. And I was like, I can't wait to get to this point. Mike's going to lose his shit. And you were just like, hmm, raves. Yeah, yeah. head's dead. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe that might have been a word they used. What? This, back, back the the ghost ship. Ah, oh, terrifying. It's a portent of parties and raves, boys. Yeah, it would be Sandstorm. Yeah. Um, I really hope that translated well down the mics. And also, I really hope that the me doing the glow stick yeah, hands translated. The, yeah, no one's going to pick that up. Yeah, sweet. Just picture it, listener. So, uh, as I say, it was believed to be a VOC ship, which actually sunk while trying to enter port at the Cape of Good Hope. Well, um, which is a terrible name for it, realistically. Yeah, you should really change yeah. that name. Yeah, it was it was struck down by bad, bad weather. Br- it's bad branding, is what that is. Yeah, uh, the Cape of Shit Times. <laughs> yeah, that's actually really good. <laughs> Cape of No Hope is also the kind of place where you're not going to get many tourists. So yeah, like, no. Yeah. So the Cape, it was, yeah, it was entering the Cape of Shit Times and uh, <laughs> was struck down by bad weather. And it, as well as apparently parties and raves. Mm-hmm. Oh my fuck. Um, Mad so, pingers. I was going to say, as well as parties and raves, it's a portent of hurricanes and I wish I said fucking sandstorms. Um, <laughs> it does now. Yeah. Um, so it's a portent of hurricanes. Uh, and, and basically, um, hurricanes are preceded by the appearance of the Flying Dutchman, especially around the Cape. Okay. Um, there have been tons, and I mean shitloads of recorded Titans of the Flying Dutchman mm. from genuinely, like, considered to be reputable sources. Yeah. Including, but not limited to, because this is one of them. Mm. And that's how that works. Yep. Prince George of Wales, later King George V. I can't remember if he was one of the good ones. I mean, it was 
from my understanding, he was the grandson of Victoria. Uh, that doesn't help me. I'm not British. I mean, no, but I mean, he's not one of the bad ones. He's oh, okay. a more recent monarch. But okay. I mean, King George V saw the Flying Dutchman and wrote about it mm. when he was sailing between Melbourne and Sydney, bizarrely enough. That's not the right place. I mean, it's not, no, but it's it's, it's a doomed ship for sail, must sail the seven seas forever. Yeah. As may have Sorry, mentioned. I forgot yeah. about Jesus the capitalized forever. Honestly, sometimes I feel like these revision sessions aren't working. No. Yeah. I mean, that's all I've got on the Flying Dutchman because there's other stuff, but it's more of the same. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds a bit like it could easily become repetitive. Yeah. and Well, I mean, look, like rave music. I'll be uh, honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> I was really hoping that um, that was going to be the peak is the rave music bit. And I thought it would be brilliant. But yeah, it kind of fell a bit flat unanticipated. So moving on. What else you got? Well, glad you asked. Actually, this is this is my favorite. Um, okay. I'm going to tell you the story of the Orang Madan. Uh, okay. So the Orang Madan is um, the name of a ship, meaning the Man of Madan. Madan being a part of what was at the time the Dutch East Indies, okay. which is now Malaysia, Indonesia. Sure. I think mostly Indonesia. Okay. So... This took place sometime between 1940 and 1948. Accounts differ. Interesting. But it was reported in newspapers and all sorts. Mm -hmm. Surprised that made headlines, given what was going on at the time. It was a busy time of year. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so I'm I'm going to... um, I'm going to read you kind of verbatim. Verbatim from where? Wikipedia. I'd rather not disclose. Uh Uh-huh. In June 1947... Now, I realize that just contradicts the bit where I said accounts vary, but this is one account. Yep. Yep. So in June 1947, two American vessels navigating the Straits of Malacca, the city of Baltimore and the Silver Star, that's the name of the vessels, mm-hmm. not they were navigating Malacca and the city of Baltimore. Yeah, no, I And some kind of Silver Star. Yeah. I mean, they're just ships. Keep going. So <clears throat> two American vessels, blah, 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 among others passing by, picked up several distress messages from the nearby Dutch merchant ship Orang Madan. A radio operator aboard the troubled vessel sent the following message in Morse code. SOS from Orang Madan. Stop. We float. All officers, including the captain, dead in chart room and on the bridge. Probably whole of crew dead. Stop. A few confused dots and dashes later of garbled Morse code, two words came through very clearly. They were, I die. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Like a little bit like goosebumps right now. Yeah, I was going to say like, pretty intense. That first bit was like kind of spooky and then it was like present tense, I die. Yeah. Um, Man. Hold on to your... uh, Anything. I was going to say like barnacles or something. I'm trying to keep a nautical thing. Oh, okay. Sure. Hold on to your poop dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually much better. Thank yeah. you. <clears throat> then, after that chilling message, there was nothing more heard. When the Silver Star crew eventually located and boarded the apparently undamaged Orang Madan in an attempt at rescue, a bit lately, if he said, I die, everyone dead. Anyway, mm. an attempt at rescue. The ship was found littered with corpses, including the carcass of a dog. I don't know why I included that. Yeah, now I'm just sad. Yeah. It was found littered with corpses everywhere. 
with the dead bodies found sprawled on their backs, the frozen and allegedly badly frightened faces of the deceased upturned to the sun with mouths gaping open and eyes staring straight ahead with the corpses resembling horrible caricatures. No survivors were located and no visible signs of injuries on the dead bodies were observed. Just as the ship was about to be prepared for towing by the Silver Star to a nearby port, a fire suddenly broke out in the ship's number four cargo hold, forcing the boarding party to hastily evacuate the doomed Dutch freighter. It's Lieutenant Johnson! What? He's back, motherfucker, from the young teaser. What? It's like, it's not actually. Oh. No, sorry, I just got <laughs> your face. Oh. What? What? Sorry, I just got I excited. Was, I was like getting really into that story. Sorry, man. I and feel you like you just abused my trust. Suspended your disbelief for the sake of a joke. Yeah. Not a good one. Wow. Fuck. Okay, hang on. Get me back in. <clears throat> Just as the ship was pre- was to be prepared for tow by the Silver Star to a nearby port, a fire then suddenly broke out in the ship's number four cargo hold, forcing the boarding party to hastily evacuate the doomed Dutch freighter, thus preventing any further investigations to be carried out. Soon after, the Orang Madan was witnessed exploding before finally sinking. Man, that is one hell of a story. It is one fucking hell of a story. <laughs> and I have some theories for you as to why this happened. Are these your theories? No, they are not. Okay. But I'm willing to have my own as well. Okay. Uh, wow. That's, um, I, I got kind of, yeah, I got kind of into that story. I was, Thanks. I was sucked I, I, in. I was enjoying telling that. Yeah. Honest, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the right. first theory is that it was an unsecured hazardous cargo. And mm-hmm. with damage to the ship, they think that maybe seawater got in mm-hmm. and reacted with potassium cyanide they were carrying, and what, that created toxic gases. What would that have been used for? Like, why would they be carrying that? Um. So later, uh, I have no idea why you have potassium <laughs> cyanide. I mean, I'm assuming it's a. I kind of assume it's a an ingredient in something else, rather than just being like, sure. we got a load of potassium cyanide just, on board. Like- if if that's something that needs to be transported and reacts that violently with seawater, they would have found some other way to do it. You'd think so, but we continue to have like oil spills. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, continue with your theories. Um, so that released toxic gases, which caused all the deaths. Right. And then, in what can only be described as a double whammy of fuckery, mm. the nitroglycerin they will be carrying mm. exploded when reacting to the seawater. Yeah. Which, yeah, I actually, mean, like, to carry both of those things. I was going to say, forget what I said before. Like, there's history of people carrying all sorts of dumb shit on boats that yeah, they shouldn't really have Yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> uh, but but I'm, I am with you slightly because it's like, why were you carrying both of those things that are well, quite yeah. active in seawater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just one theory. Okay. Um, another more chilling, to be honest, and pretty exciting theory mm. is that they were transporting nerve gas stored by the Japanese in China. Oh, yeah, of course. It was like 1940s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, the Japanese stored it in China during the war, and they'd handed it over to the U.S. military, the Chinese had, mm. but they couldn't they couldn't take delivery of that no. and ship it back to America because it's dodgy as fuck. And, yeah, you, know, you don't want that paper trail. And literally, 
had to be transported without a paper trail is yeah. what I've got written down. So yeah. thanks for that. Yeah. Um, so they used a non-registered ship, the Orang Madan. Okay. And then the nerve gas was not sealed well and it killed them all. Sure. Um, another theory is that it was CO2 poisoning. And my bullet point for that says boring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but what would that have even come from? Like Barrels of CO2. That's not a thing. <laughs> they were carrying barrels of CO2. O2 uh, and it reacted the sea I'm water. So, I'm so angry. <laughs> okay. And then my all caps last theory paranormal shit. Yeah. I yeah, like that. Way one. more exciting. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, realistically, the first bullet point is just self expansion, but either UFOs or some paranormal force. Yeah. Which is, you know, vague, but some evidence said that there was no obvious cause of death for the crew. Right. But they looked scared out of their wits. Exactly. Many of them died with a terrified expression, and some of the dead were pointing towards something unknown. Oh, I wish I knew more about like how rigor mortis sets in. I think to know if that bullshit it can set in relatively quickly, but I'm not sure. Yeah, um, and some had contorted bodies with outstretched limbs, as if fending off an attack, but no signs of injury. Right, which pretty fucking creepy yeah and it's like it's not far enough back in history that you could be like oh it's just bad record keeping because it was like the 1700s or some shit exactly 1940s exactly people knew how to write shit down at that point yeah and it was like i say it was in several newspapers yeah yeah spooky as fuck yeah yeah so i'm gonna take you out of it a little bit now okay there are literally no records of this ship existing and what there's lots and lots of holes poked in the evidence of any of this. Oh, man. Which is so disappointing. But how good a story. Yeah. Well, it, there were no records of the ship existing. There were records of the Silver Star and there were records of the port or whatever it's called, the um, city of Boston or whatever it's called, the city of Baltimore. Yeah, of course. And I've heard of Baltimore, the city. Yes. And <laughs> I've heard of Silver. Yeah. They, they definitely existed. Um, there was nothing in their ship's logs about it, but... Mm. I can say that there are so many things that go classified and disappear from registers and stuff like that when things are dodgy, such as, Mm. say, the nerve gas thing. Or if they were like, this is fucked up, something we don't know has attacked them, and someone just went, bomb the ship, let it fuck off. Uh And all it needs is one person to be a whistleblower, Edward Snowden style. Yeah. Um, All those people are probably dead. Yeah. Like, so, so, I mean, on one hand boring skeptical mm. probably correct answer or on the other hand Massive way more conspiracy. exciting conspiracy fun yeah which let's be honest it's what we live for i mean i don't no. know if what you live for but no, it's have, fun as fuck no no i don't really live for it either no no i'm very scientific and rational but i do just a lot of podcasts that are like paranormal shit and that's fun yeah no they're, they're they're often good stories yeah um it's when you start thinking that they are reality that it becomes a problem well mike this is a podcast about beer mm-hmm and storytelling. It is. So I'm going to live with a good story instead. Yeah. Okay. And that is a dramatic and then incredibly undramatic end to Ghost Ships. Hmm. So it's a pretty interesting one. I think yeah. there's like there's quite a bit of a, a spike in ghost ship sightings around the Second yeah, World War I'm, and I'm stuff. I'm going to say they don't happen so much anymore. Planes. That's why. Yeah. 
We do everything on planes. Yeah, not not so many boats. Mm. And the Second World War, there was quite a lot of ghost ship sightings. But yeah. like in during wartime, you get a lot of paranormal stuff, apparently. Right. But that's where the term Foo Fighter is when pilots hallucinate UFOs. Yeah, right. Mm. I, I think, yeah, pretty sure I heard that at some point. Um, I always really liked that, that they decided to name band that. One of my favorite, it just reminded me of one of my favorite, it was either The Onion or Batuta Advocate or something like that, articles mm. for those not in Australia or cool. Um, <laughs> those are satirical news sites. Yes. Um, I use cool very loosely there. Uh, anyway, and there was a great headline, which was Foo Fighters, uh, Foo Fighters can't wait to be your dad's favorite band once you two die. Wow. <laughs> which I thought was wow. funny and yeah, really quite accurate. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. So, so, so yeah, I mean the ghost ship shit. Thoughts? Anything? Any 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 contributions? Any interest? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of annoyed that my main exposure to ghost ships has been the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, which, let's face it, are fun but not great. No, they're a bit trash. Yeah, I but mean, they're also based on an amusement park ride. Yeah, that's so weird, isn't what it? Are, what are you drawing from? Yeah, um, there was an amusement park ride at Blackpool Pleasure Beach for years called the Pepsi Max, and <laughs> I really can't wait for the movie yeah. of that. <laughs> I mean, there's. Probably video games. There's Pepsi Man video game and stuff like that from back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they made the Battleship movie. Come on. Oh, Christ. Um, it kind of makes me want to go and seek out some other ghost ship stories. Yeah. Some of them are like also playing Return of the Obra Dinn recently. Like some of that stuff is kind of, it's like a really fun type of horror almost. Yeah. Of like, yeah, especially those ones where it's like you're coming into it after the fact and you're trying to figure out like what happened. Yeah, well, that that I bizarrely I didn't mean it to, but the the Oberdin one and the Orangmadan one. Oh my god, it's almost certainly kind of quite similar names. I wonder if you did it that yeah. way. But yeah, they they have kind of um, similar feel about them mm. in in some ways, like yeah. what the hell happened to the crew. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. It, it's it's a mystery story at the end of the mm. day with potential paranormal aims. Yeah. Um, it has reminded me there's another game we can't recently called Close to the Sun where you are on board Tesla's ship oh. and it's very Bioshock okay. Rapture in its style. Mm. Like it's all beautiful art deco and stuff and I really want to play it. Mm. Really, really want to play it. Mm. There's another, I'll talk to you about this after there's another game yeah. I'm going to talk to you about. Mm. But um, yeah, cool. So that that's Ghost Ships, Mike. Mm. Uh, hope you enjoyed that. I did. Um, we've got you next week again. So that's, that's uh, I'm looking forward to that. Mm. I guess... Um, I think now's probably as good a time as any to, can you tell us? So can I just say, I feel like an inequity in this podcast in that you do all this technical stuff and all the actual organizing shit. And what <laughs> I do is occasionally rock up with beers and be like, I got a story for you. Um, yeah, but that's also like a reflection of our friendship before the podcast existed. I don't know how I feel about that. That's kind of mean. No, I'm just meaning it's like, kind of mean. I, w- I would probably more often host people at my place because it was easier. And oh, you would turn up with beers. Uh, <laughs> I thought you meant I put all the effort in earlier. You turn up with no, beers. No, 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 no. It's like fuck out. No, I mean it's probably probably correct, but Jesus. <laughs> hey, I got us Winnie the Pooh. You did. I'm not even going to bother where, to explain where this. were you going with that? I don't know. It's behind your head. No, the thing about the inequities. Oh, the so, injustice of it all. Yes, the the injustice of it all is that Mike's been doing a lot of work behind the scenes for the podcast, including so far all of the editing. I mean, you've been there for it. I've been I've been what I would describe as an executive producer in editing. Yeah, that's a, that's all right. Okay, um, I'm honestly not put out by it. Mike, but go on. Mike has all of the recording equipment. Does all of the recording. <laughs> Mike hosted at his place. Mike has been working on setting up uh, shared docs. We don't have a Trello board, thank God, just because that'd be too much. <laughs> that's too much overhead. Um, 
We've just got one giant document that we paste everything into. Yes, sweet. Um, <laughs> so, could you would you would you like to tell the delightful listeners what you've been what you've done for us recently? I mean, we're going to go back and cut this into all the stuff we've already recorded, but yeah. we now have a bunch of social media accounts. Um, uh, we've got what Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. Mm-hmm. They've all got the same username, which I'm real happy about that I was able to get those. <clears throat> Uh, it's Hebrew podcast, all one word. I see. That's great because I didn't know what it was. Yeah, so now you sick. know. Um, it tells got, what it says on the tin. Yeah. Really into that. Um, I did have a bit of back and forth with Instagram where they initially thought that my account was fraudulent in some way. I'm not sure. Almost I, immediately as it started. Look, I signed up and within two minutes, me trying to sign in, it was like, no, you've been deactivated. You broke like some terms of use. I'm like, I fucking didn't do anything, man. So I had to like you go through this It was whole, a dick pic. The first picture you put up was a dick pic and that's problematic. It's probably, be- I don't know. Um, so but no, that's, that's yeah. awesome. Thank- I mean, so, like, yeah. First of all, thank you. Yeah. So um, we've got that all set up um, as of... Right now, we're going to go and record something to slip back into all the existing episodes that we've recorded to be like, hey, we've set these up. Um, yeah. So this is going to seem weird. Yeah. In retrospect. This is like a behind the scenes segment. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so enjoy yeah. this weird time paradox. Yeah. It's bizarre. I'm looking forward to when, we've, when we're in the post-launch stage where we're mm. doing things in real time, as opposed to now where it's like, we're all going to be retroactively releasing all the stuff that we've already recorded Anyway. Yeah, that, that's the other side of it is that I don't want to give it too much away is that this is recording episode five. Yep. We have recorded seven episodes and haven't put a damn thing out yet. No. And also one of those we're never going to release. No. No. Anyway. I just like listening to it. It soothed me to sleep. Yeah. Um, uh, there's also an email address if anyone wants to make use of that. It is hello at heybrew.zone. I just really like that email Dot address. Cl- it's, great. it's all so, so good. This is, as you can see, Mike enjoys picking up domain names, as mentioned. Yeah. So hello at heybrew.zone correct hello at heybrew.zone if you want to send us anything anything yeah feedback yeah it, look we're a, we're a brand new podcast I will tell people certain things not to send if the issue comes up <laughs> <laughs> here's hoping it does yeah um, yeah other than that I mean that's that, I mean that's that's really all awesome news and um, mm-hmm this this for us is quite exciting because this is the last podcast we're recording in the bank, for want of a better word. Yeah. Um. So this is the one where it's like launch. So I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit giddy and excited. Yeah. Like. Me too. Um. I hope you've enjoyed up to this point and have continued to listen. Please continue to listen as the schedule goes live. Yeah. Uh. Anything else from you? Uh. I'm really hungry. Yeah. I'm starving. Yeah. Cheeseburger day. Which is any burger. I mean, yeah, burger it's day. International burger day. Oh, it's I, burgers of all I types. Had, I had a burger on Sunday for breakfast uh-huh. because I was hungover out of... Yeah. Sorry, just really... I had a Bucks party on Sunday. I've just turned 30. I had two and a half day hang... No, no, that's not true. I had a day and a half hangover. Yep. And I've only just turned 30. It's just like it just happened. Yep. It was a big, big night, but I had a anxiety all day. And lads, then lads, the Monday lads, was awful. Lads, Honestly, lads. I had a Bloody Mary and it took the edge off for a bit. I should have just kept drinking. I was like, no, better be sensible. Should have got on the cans. Yep. Cans, cans, cans. Anyway, <laughs> that strange insight into my life aside, uh, I've been Elliot. I've been Mike. This has been Hey Brew. Cheers.